This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with Johnny, son of John. Ricky, son of a bitch. And we are here reviewing Thor Ragnarok for you guys. If you're new to our movie reviews, how we do it is the first little part of it, maybe 10 minutes or so. We will stay in a non-spoilery fashion. Then we will move over into Spoiler Zone. Mm. Then we will end the podcast, give it our MVP or our show stealer, as we call it, and then give our five-star rating. I think we're going to give this, what, five Hulks, five Hammers, five hmm. five Hellas, five eye patches. How Five Korgs. <laughs> five Korgs. Five Korgs. That's what we're doing. We're giving it out of Korgs. That's I, your honorable mention, Korg. That's it. It's written in stone. Five Korgs. That's what that, we're doing. Uh, was that a pun there? It's written in stone. Yeah, it's written in stone. Get it? Because he's made out of, of stone. Rocks. Yeah. yeah. We're giving it out of five Korgs at the end of the podcast. And Johnny, before we get into a little bit of housekeeping for everyone, first off, go check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. Just another way for you to help support the channel more so than watching, more so than hitting that like and subscribe button. And also, if you pay $10, you could be on a movie review mm-hmm. with us in the future. Go check that out down below in the description. Also, make sure to go on to iTunes. Give all of our podcasts that hot five-star rating. We keep telling you about it each and every week. Go ahead and do it. But, Johnny, we're going to look at Thor Ragnarok. Let's keep non-spoilery. And this, to me, was one of the—this is probably close to, if not the most. Like, I'm going to say this. It was the most fun I've ever had in a Marvel movie, although Thor Ragnarok probably isn't my number one Marvel movie, if that makes sense. Oh, well, yeah, because Spider-Man's your number one. Yeah, but however, the reason why I say most fun is it was a different feel than Spider-Man. It was a very Spider-Man, I was nervous, and I was on the edge of my seat with how the Vulture was going to get Spider-Man. This was just a fun ride from the word go all the way to the end. It was. I had so much fun in this movie. Just, um, not just the color panel, but all the mm-hmm. jokes in the middle of it. And I mean... From the word go, there was jokes. Exactly. Word go. When it, when he's like, you might be wondering why I'm stuck in this cage. And it was great because it wasn't like jokes as in it made the movie mm-hmm. bad. Like it made the movie a whole joke in itself. Yeah. It still had a very serious... A serious overall like mm-hmm. or underlying story but we one joke after the other just to make it fun not yeah. to make it like a joke well and the jokes didn't feel to me forced they didn't feel forced and also these were actual jokes to where i was laughing out loud yes same. i was laughing out loud and i was laughing so loud to where i thought to myself oh, i wonder if other people like like am i that person to where I'm sitting in like the middle, but the people in the back can hear me and they're like, man, that guy's got a loud laugh. I felt like that person because of how funny these jokes were. No, they were great. And it's just so many different ones without getting spoilers. It's hard mm-hmm. to say like what kind of jokes. Yeah. So I want to do that right now. But I mean, even the um, underlying story arc of um, the seriousness was really mm-hmm. good, too, because I mean. Just because we have a ton of jokes in there mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't have a good storyline in there where and my maybe it's it's um spoilerish, but I mean if you haven't watched the previews, that's your problem at mm-hmm. this point. Hella takes over Asgard. Yeah. 
Thor has to fight mm-hmm. and get back there to save Asgard. Yeah. I won't give any more details than that. Well, that's the trailers. That's the trailers. Yeah. I, I just summed up the mm-hmm. all three trailers in one. Yeah. One go. Anyways, but um, without, yeah, I mean, you, you just got that underlying story right there. Mm-hmm. It was still, they had the serious part of that in there. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. I mean, even the, there were some serious moments that weren't jokes. Mm-hmm. And they were great. I loved it. Especially with some of the stuff from, and here's one of the complaints that I've seen and I want to ask you about because okay. I didn't really think about this, but there was one YouTube channel. I watched their review. Okay. And the one thing that one of them said was it didn't really fit right to him. Excuse me. How Hella or Kate Blanchett, Blanchett's character. Blanchett. Blanchett's character. Um, since I'm on my laptop open, I was hoping I was saying that last name correctly. How her character was like very serious and you needed that. But when she stepped out into the comedy atmosphere, like I don't care if this is a spoiler part. Well, maybe a spoiler part, but who cares? It's a joke. Um, when she was talking to Scourge. Yeah. Um, when she mentioned the part of like, oh, you know. The executioner has to be someone who executes people, but also executes their dreams. And, like, even in that little joking instance, he felt like, hey, you know what? It just didn't feel comfortable when she stepped out into the comedy realm to where you're like, go back. Go back into your serious role and bring, and ground the film so it's not just floating off into See, joke after joke after joke. I liked it. With her trying to joke, because mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. She was just, let's go go with what... Was it supposed to be awkward? Because it's yeah, like, you I... don't expect the villain to be a joke. Yes. Or a joker, and then it's like, she's trying to joke, but it's like, a villain shouldn't joke, it's because like, you're not, let's put it you're this not way. a funny character. I think it's supposed to be the feeling of, when your boss tries to joke with you, and oh, you don't have that okay. kind of rapport with them. I love that analogy. I like, love that analogy. I've had bosses try and do that, and it's like... <laughs> please, please stop. Because Scourge was, that's his, yeah. his face right there. And, and, and she was like kind of be, trying to be like the jokey mm-hmm. boss and yeah. like that isn't normally joking with anyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> but also she's a, a freaking psychopath. Yeah. There's a reason why her jokes are <laughs> going to be dark anyway. I was going to say there's a reason why. And I stopped because spoiler mode. We'll, we'll, we'll talk into. about the, if you want to find out, check, check out the spoiler mode. But the thing I want to know why. In non-spoiler mode, before we get into spoiler mode, is so when you have a comedy in this kind of Marvel universe, Mm -hmm. the first thing you do is relate it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. This had a completely different feel. I think so, too. Than Guardians to where, I'll be completely honest, I looked at my top five, because I might be spoiling the end for you guys, but this is a top five Marvel movie for me. Maybe even top top two. For me, like this could be number two right behind Spider-Man Homecoming. This potentially has pushed everyone down one and he became the number one slot right now. Well, no, here's what I was thinking of mine. Not only is two, three, four, five going to be pushed down, there's part of me that I was looking at the rankings that me and you did and I'm like, is Guardians is at four for me, something else is at five. Is stuff going to, am I going to shift stuff to where Guardians is out of the top five now. Well, this isn't me like saying 
that's all. Yeah. That's all I'm doing with my list. This is just making room for him. Yeah, and it's like, and then just every, putting him in. Everyone may have been shoved down one uh-huh. and put. He's maybe at the top. He's at least in my top mm-hmm. five. Uh, yeah, no, he may be in the number one like, at this does point. This, does this change how you view the Guardians movies? A kind bit? of because you know what? Because they a, were kind of like the poster child for comedy in the Marvel. Yeah, universe. they were the poster fun for fun movies in the. Mm-hmm. And then this just like. Ah, the Bullet ballpark took with that. Thor's hammer and just threw it right through the right through the door. Yeah, exactly. Just busted the door down. Yeah, like, no, it was it, comedy from beginning to end, like I said. But in a good way. It was, yeah. Again, it did not make the movie mm-hmm. into a joke, which no, some comedies have done that. And the thing that I thought, one character that I thought could excel in this is Loki. Yeah. Whereas Loki, not as the prime villain, could kind of excel with that because he was more of a joking character in, in the, the first place. And the thing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly people say is like Thor and Thor the Dark World are some of the lowest like if you ask people to rate their Marvel movies those two are usually towards the bottom they are whether it's because they're more of a darker tone but like putting Loki in that darker tone just doesn't fit but in this movie he fit Mm -hmm. and then putting pieces around him like a Thor character in Hemsworth who has grown so much from um, Thor, Thor one, Thor. all the way to Thor three, but also you add a guy in like Jeff Goldblum, phenomenal in this he movie, was. phenomenal in this movie. Like I heard something, this was after we watched it, but I heard that most of his lines were improvised. Yeah, completely improvised, and they just used the best takes from Jeff Goldblum. Why not? I mean, that's how some actors just do it. Like they mm-hmm. say, "Hey, this is generally what you we want you to say." Yeah, go. And they just keep recording and see how many jokes come out and see what are the best ones and just go with it. And that's phenomenal that they could do that with him, especially all his scenes you said Mm -hmm. were like that. That's phenomenal. All of them were improvised and they just used the best ones. Yeah. The best takes from Jeff Goldblum. I can't wait. Like I might actually buy the DVD if that's a bonus feature Oh, to see all the alternate takes of Jeff Goldblum. Like, could you imagine just oh. seeing the ones that hit the cutting room floor? Yeah. The ones that they didn't use? Like, if they just have one little, like, those the specials mm-hmm. that say, Jeff Goldblum's outtakes, I'm going to watch it. I'm watch gonna, it or buy it? Well, no, I'm going to buy it. You, you already know. It. it's. I'm going to buy it. Okay. I'm going to buy well, it's it. Got the the DVD Mar- it's got and Blu-ray. the Marvel brand on it. John's exactly. buying it. Obviously. Anything you want to mention before we get into spoiler mode? No, right? I think this is a good time to get into spoilers. Okay. So, this is where if you're... You haven't seen the movie. Shame on you. If you're going to see the movie, <laughs> good on you. You can come back, listen to us. We will be here waiting. Or if you want to skip to the end, we will give our five-star review. I don't know exactly when that is going to be in the timestamp. But And now we are in spoiler mode. And Johnny? Yes. I want to start somewhere. I know before we recorded spoiler mode, you're like, hey, you know what? Let's start at the beginning. I want to start with something else. Of course you do. We talked about Hella. Yes. We talked about her whole comedy thing. And yes. Spoiler yes, zone. To... I want to ask you, how much of a loop were you thrown through as I'm making a loop on my laptop Yeah, right I now? see that. How much of a loop were you thrown to when it was revealed that she's Thor's older sister? Well, was... Thor and Loki, I guess. I mean, I if, I guess it may be for the movie it made sense. Because in like... the comic, she's not... Related, right? I don't think so. I haven't looked into that mm-hmm. much because you're the resident Marvel guy here yeah. on the Rick and Johnny podcast. I didn't look at that much because I just 
sometimes you have to change things for the storyline of the movie for it to work. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to like read too much into it because in, I think in comic books and I know for a fact in Norse mythology, Mm -hmm. um, Hela is Loki's daughter. Okay. It doesn't quite fit in the Marvel timeline because when did Loki have time for children when he was more so planning this shit? Mm-hmm. And then it also more so fit into this timeline beca- or into this storyline because of how to fit Hela as the rightful ruler of Asgard. Yeah. And she wouldn't be. I mean, I guess you'd have to change up a, a, quite a few things if you had made mm-hmm. it Loki's daughter just trying to usurp Asgard. Take yeah. over Asgard. It made a. Di- it well, would like, also would have made like a different they made, tone. They made the whole thing of Asgard is not a place; it's a people. Yeah, like they. You could have used that if you really wanted to. Of like, because it's a people, not a place. It's not something that is handed down. It is for someone who is worthy. Yeah. Well, not just that. Think of how the different the tone would be if someone, if it was Hela, Loki's daughter, trying to usurp it, mm-hmm. as opposed to Hela. Odin's daughter, Thor's sister, yeah. trying to take her rightful, what she thinks is her rightful place. It makes more sense. It I'm does. just saying there's a way, there was a way to do it if you- There was. If you're one of those people that are like, I wouldn't have done that, there's a way to do it without. I'm not saying change it. I'm just saying yeah, no, that was one up thing the, that the idea. threw me through a loop because I was like, holy shit, she's the sister. And the thing that threw me through more of a loop huh. that was way more interesting is when she looks up Sisting Chapel style and goes- Oh, that's cute. You fucking lied and just boom and it all crumble, crumble, crumbles. And you fucking see like, holy shit, Odin was a terrible fucking person. Yeah. Odin was a terror, like a horrible, horrible king of like, and I mean, a horrible king is like, I'm going to massacre people. I'm going to try to take over nine realms. The nine realms should be ours. Yeah. Well, and like she said, she's like, why did he stop at nine? Right, all the realms should be ours. Which I thought of, holy crap, they they'd be ruling Earth. They'd Earth be ruling every realm, yeah. And that's what it was. And like, well, it was, in some ideas, they I guess they were at one point. Yeah, it was interesting to see Odin also in like old man retrospect because you hear about it all the time when you get to the end, whenever that may be, that point of clarity. Yeah, that some people get where it's like, this is it. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Take me. That kind of a thing. And that's what they were kind of got that with Odin of like, I'm at peace. Your mother is calling to me. I'm going on. Yeah. I need to finish this though to set you guys up on the right path. And oh my God. Of, the emotional state that well, that, that whole scene that was. It left, that it left Thor in too. And the thing that was most interesting is you got to see from Odin's standpoint, I made mistakes when I was younger. I tried to fix them by banishing, not just banishing her away, but I tried to fix them with you, treat you as my firstborn son, erase all the mistakes I made with Hela, and then also you get to, Thor 1 should play back a little bit. Yeah. Because it should be like, oh, I get some of the stuff now. He didn't he didn't want Thor turning into what he Hela. was. Well yeah. not Hella, but what he was. Well not yeah. Because it's kind of also that thing is they like they always say, Oh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. It's completely true. And because he's the son, the first son, mm-hmm. Odin didn't want him to be like 
Odin was originally. He wanted to give him that image of this is what I want you to be. I don't want you to turn into what I really was. Well, that or even turn it because Thor was about fighting. He was about mm-hmm. war. He even like in the first one, he yeah. was like, we should massacre these people, take them all down, which was, uh, what was, was a hell of a thing. Well, yeah. But Odin was like that, too. He was. But let's just put it this way. He didn't want to have another hell on his hands. Yeah. And that's I mean, I get that. I'm just saying I'm relating it more to. How I'm he relating was. Thor to Odin more than Thor to Hell. Like father, like son yeah. thing. Yeah. That's no, I understand that, but I'm just to. saying, think about it this mm-hmm. way. Odin didn't want another Hela. He yeah, didn't want to do it again. You get another one. He didn't. Well, he didn't want to screw up like he did the other one. He realized yeah. that he, with Hela, he really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then it goes. He in, allowed her to develop those tendencies. Exactly. By turning her into, as she put it, mm-hmm. I was Odin's ex- executioner. Yeah. And he didn't want another one of those, which is why he tried to teach Thor differently, which is why he wanted to be a different king. The more king. diplomatic path. And it's the other thing, too, is like he didn't just banish her. He kind of imprisoned her. Yep. Whereas Thor, he just kind of banished him mm-hmm. in a temporary. It's like when you it was even said kind of a when, when you're you, worthy, when you fucking learn to grow up mm-hmm. a little bit, then you can have your hammer back and you can come back home. Yeah. That was the type of thing he did. And then you kind of see it in this one, too, of like. But I don't have my hammer. She destroyed my hammer. And Odin's like, dude, you fucking idiot. The hammer was never where the power came from. The power came from you. Yeah. Like, the the, the hammer didn't give you any Hammer's special just a tool. power. You are the one where the power came from. And at that moment, I was like, damn. And That's para- deep level shit from Odin. It was kind of from the, in the a phrase from the first one that kind of plays into that. Um and, and kind of paraphrasing because I can't remember it verbatim. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a weapon to destroy or a tool to build. Yeah. And that's what it kind of it was a tool for Thor to mm-hmm. be able to use his powers. He's yeah. like, he even said in this one, it was to so you can learn to channel your powers mm-hmm. and focus them, like be able to actually. And now control. we've seen him channel, channel it without, without the hammer. Yeah, exactly. Without, without, without Mornor. Mornor. <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Without, without Meow Mix. Why don't you just Darcy and call it Mew Mew? Yeah, without Meow Mix over there. Meow Mix. Meow Mix the ha- hammer. Just slap a Meow Mix sticker on it. Free advertising for Meow Mix there. But Well, not anymore. Another thing that... Another scene I want to jump to yeah. is we talked about another character, the Grandmaster. Yes. Everything on Sakaar was perfect. It was. Like, and you did mention during the movie, I didn't talk to you because it's very rude to talk during the movie. Oh, yes, of course. You mentioned something about Billy something Billy. The the goat. It's not the goat. The Thor that's like the horse head. Or the oh, goat Beta head. Ray Bill. That. It was him. It was um, him? Yes, that was. Okay. Because it was in the trailers and everyone was talking about it. Okay. And they revealed it That's in the what trailers. I thought. It, looked, it was. I'm like, it looks like Beta Ray Bill. It was yeah, it the, was. On the Grandmaster's Tower, uh-huh. there's like faces being built. And you can see one of them was Hulk's face was being built. Any of his champions, I guess. Yeah. And one of them was like kind of a horse face. I'm like, is that Beta Ray Bill? That is Beta Ray Bill. It is You're Beta right. Ray Bill. So, I mean, at least there's a hint of him in the Marvel Universe. Yes. So, we did see that. I did... I just want to say, I heard you. Okay. I just didn't want to say anything during the movie because it's very rude to talk Oh, I'm sorry. A simple yes wouldn't have hurt, would have hurt. It's very rude to talk during the movie, Johnny. It's very rude. But even with, like, the Grandmaster. Yeah, nothing like that cell phone, right? What about... Oh, don't get me started on that. For those of you who don't know, someone's cell phone went off in the theater, and then they answered it. Yeah, and they actually had a conversation. And proceeded to have a phone call during the movie. 
We'll, we'll, we'll do a special podcast one of these days about On etiquette. Fucking theater etiquette? Yes. That that's an entire that's an entire conversation that I'm not going to get on. Yeah, no, we'll However, have a separate one about that. Grandmaster Sakar, the scene you were laughing hysterically at before he meets the Grandmaster. Yeah, the Willy Wonka. Oh, music. it was the best. It was one of the best scenes in there because you have um um if you I can't remember the name of the song now. It's if you want to view paradise. Yeah, yeah. playing in the I, background. The words I think of. Hmm. Are the ones from Family Guy. The, um, Hinton Drunk and something, inebriation. Oh, Impure Inebriation. Yeah. Yeah, Pure Imagination. That's the a name of the song, Pure Imagination. Though. But yeah. Um, <laughs> in a world of pure inebriation. Yeah, yeah I no. think of the Family Guy one. Yeah, That's what no, I but think I of. just thought it was hilarious. Could you actually have a, a legitimate version of the song mm-hmm. playing in the background of it? Well, it's... Instrumental version. In, it wasn't instrumental. I thought there was a little I, bit of wording to it. I don't know. I didn't... Because I was singing the words in my head. Okay. Well, anyways, um, it was great because they had that and all the colorfulness of mm-hmm. it. Well, introduction, you're going to see the Grandmaster. In five seconds, you will meet the Grandmaster. It's like... <laughs> and then when he comes so, out, it's like... Ah! Yeah, because it's like the... it's um. Kind of that they mix the two scenes together, pure mm-hmm. imagination. And remember, you saw the original, right? Yes. You remember when they go into the tunnel? Is it raining? Is yeah. it snowing? Mm-hmm. And this color starts faster and faster and faster. A white blinding light, and he just screams yeah. almost like a really close to a girl, actually. Yeah, kind of like a girl. But like that whole everything about it, love Jeff Goldblum. Yes. I love Jeff Goldblum and his right hand woman. Yes. Where she was basically, it's like stone cold. Bitch. Yes, she was. And she it did was not like, like I'm thinking of a I'm thinking of a word that starts with B. B. Trash. trash. Now were you just waiting there to say trash? That doesn't even start with a B. And Best. That's what I was looking for. And to reference, that was she was talking about Valkyrie. Yeah. Which Valkyrie, the first time we see her with all the trailers that we saw. Did not expect to see a drunk Valkyrie the first time we see her. Yeah, no, that was not expected. She's like, she in the, all the trailers. She stumbles right off the platform of the ship. Well, I mean, in all the trailers, she looks like an epic badass. Yeah. She gets out of her ship, staggerly finishes the bottle, tosses it on the ground, mm-hmm. staggers, starts to, like, what, two steps down the ramp, and then, foomp, into mm-hmm. the, all the trash. Mm-hmm. And then even, like, right after that, she's trying to get the... the Things going, she just keeps yeah. knocking them together. It's like, the come things on. to control her ship guns to yeah. mow down all of them. Yeah, and she's like, she just keeps knocking them together. Like, come on, mm-hmm. let's go. I totally that oh, whole that, that whole plan, like everything, everything Jeff on Gold that planet Bloom, was gold. Valkyrie was awesome. Korg was amazing. Yes, you had even the Hulk, like just the Hulk talking as the Hulk. It's like you said after the movie, it was like he's a he's a little kid. And he is. The mentality of a little kid in a strong body. Yeah. Well, that's what the Hulk is. Without the, without, unless we're talking Gray Hulk, which we're mm-hmm. not getting right now. Um, do you think, well, the side question, do you think we will? Because I've read online that apparently Mark Ruffalo confirmed this that Thor Ragnarok yeah. is the first of a three movie story arc for the Hulk. I'm assuming Thor Ragnarok, Infinity War, Avengers 4. I think that would work. But it's the first, uh, this one was the first movie 
of a three Marvel movie story arc for the Hulk. Maybe number two will get like the Gray Hulk in there, where um, maybe not necessarily say at the end of it does he Gray Hulk it. Maybe Tori learns how to control both Banner and the Hulk. Well, here's the thing: is Gray Hulk. I wonder if we're going to get the actual skin tone Gray Hulk mm-hmm. or if we're just going to get the conceptual Gray Hulk. Yeah. Either way, I'm fine with it because we get a I'd Hulk. Lean, I'd lean more conceptual only because it's easier to market Green Hulk. Yeah, it is. In exactly. like toys and No, stuff. I completely agree. But the cool th- concept would be is if like, the, like as, he, as Mark Ruffalo described it, mm-hmm. usually he thinks, he said him and Hulk are like two hands on the wheel right and left. But this one, he was like. He had he the had, keys, and, and I, was I was stuck in the, in the back tr- seat. I was in the trunk. Oh, in the trunk. That's yeah. right. Now I wonder if they're actually going to get get a like. He'll realize no, I never had one one hand on each. But now when we get one hand on each of them, mm-hmm. we will actually get the Gray Hulk. So what concept. you're saying is he thought he had one hand on the wheel, but he never did. Yeah, more. It, it was, was either he had two hands on the wheel, or Hulk, Hulk had, had two, two hands, hands on, on the wheel. wheel. And then when and they, they get, were fighting for control of the wheel. Yes, exactly. Now, if they like me, and this, this is like when Ruffalo, this is the, and this is me jumping to the end of the movie. Go ahead. When he realizes. I'll allow it. Okay. Oh, thanks. I'm glad <laughs> I have your permission. Uh, when he sees that Fenrir, the wolf, mm-hmm. yeah. is coming, charging right at him. No, he's, he's looking at it. Valkyrie, Valkyrie's gun runs out. Mm-hmm. There's too many soldiers. He's like. Again. Another funny scene. Yes, I will. Get, I will describe this when I get into there. Watch, and he just falls. Yeah, just <laughs> she's like, who? Like, wait, who are you? And he's like, watch, just flop and face first onto the um, <laughs> onto the rainbow bridge. Yes, <laughs> and like looks like he's dead almost. It, I feared that he was dead. Well, I mean, from that drop, a normal human probably uh-huh. would be, but then all of a sudden, Fenrir almost gets people. Grabbed by the tail, mm-hmm. thrown back. Mm-hmm. You got a Hulk, but like that's at, at that point, it's like Ruffalo kind of saying, "I have to work with the Hulk. I have to Hulk out, yeah, in order to do this." Because even when he was Bruce Banner, him and Valkyrie were like, "I think I know you. Do I know you? I think you look familiar. Do I know you?" Right? Yeah. The two of them kept going back because and forth they were friends them. when he was the Hulk. Exactly. And I mean, he has more rem- of that relationship where it's like babysitter baby relationship. Yeah. Where it's like she was the babysitter that would come over and he's the kid that she's babysitting. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, oh, how you doing today, Hulk? I'm doing fine. Like that kind of a, what that's you're doing the vibe today? I got winning. Yeah, that's the, that's the vibe I got. Yeah. Or no, like that's a brother kinda... sister relationship where they like each other. Exactly. No, I agree with those. Um, no, but that was a great scene because. It's just it kind of see, shows that like that maybe them like going slowly towards the mm-hmm. idea of we both need to work together because it also kind of shows with those him recognizing her. Yeah, they do share the same memories, the same mm-hmm. thoughts because otherwise he wouldn't be able to access Hulk's and Hulk's wouldn't be able to access his. It would be like two locked rooms. Exactly, two separately locked rooms. Yeah, and one couldn't access the other. But he can because he's like you look familiar. Exactly. So there's like the remnants of, okay, mm-hmm. they do kind of share. And there is an unknown because even in the movies, like, yeah, I don't want to. If I do, I might never come back. Exactly. He's like, I've been gone for two years. And then that's the other thing is Thor wasn't going to force him to. He's like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't need the Hulk. Yeah. I like him for, I like having him around better for fighting, but. Yeah. I do like the part where I was like, no, I don't like Bruce Banner. I like the Hulk. He's my man. Then when turns Banner, around, like, Banner. I don't like the Hulk. It's all about Bruce Banner. <laughs> but he goes, but for fighting. 
He kind of has your beat. <laughs> Hulk doesn't have seven PhDs. Yeah. Use one of your seven PhDs. None of them are in space, alien ship flying. <laughs> but I mean, even like with that, yet again, the comedy yeah, exactly. that we talk about in this film. Like the one thing with Hulk that I was going to add that was a comedy thing is in the trailers, you're thinking, holy shit, it's going to be him and Ragnarok going at it. It's basically Hulk and um, fucking what's his name? Surtur. Surtur, who uh, brings about Ragnarok. Yeah. And, but in the movie, it's like, no, don't do it. Hulk, for once, don't smash. Fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. Grabs them both and just But in the trailer, up. like, I was hyped up for it, like, they're going to stop Ragnarok. And, yeah. And Hulk's going to help. But in, it was completely, like, it was completely 180 on us. Yeah, no. And they I, made it a hilariously humorous thing. But I liked it, the 180 they, they had to destroy Mm-hmm. Asgard. They had yeah. to let Ragnarok happen, which was great because Hulk finishes Fenrir, gets mm-hmm. out, like almost falls off of Asgard, comes back, goes to fight Surtur <laughs> yeah. in his all his glory, and he actually yells at Thor. Actually yells at him, no, for once in your life, don't, don't smash. smash. <sighs> yeah, and he looks all upset about he's, it. He's like, smash, don't smash. What do you want? I want to ask you this. Yes. This is jumping to the very end. Yes. post credit scene. Oh, yeah. We're there. Thor and Loki are talking. Thor has an eye patch. Don't need to say anything more about that. Yep. But then all of a sudden, they're talking about, oh, should we go back to Earth? This is a good idea to bring me back to Earth. And then we see a big ship. Yes. Was that Thanos' ship? I really do think that's Thanos' ship. Is that because, and here's the thing. Is it because Loki has the Tesseract and Thanos and the First Order Are can track it and know it's there? I think that's, we know it's on the ship. We don't know where on the concept ship. Concept-wise, I think so. And potentially— A very Darth Vader, Princess Leia, like at the Again, we have another um, potential stone on that ship. Oh, yes, the Soul Stone. Yes. With Heimdall. We still don't 100% know where it is. It's got to be with Heimdall. It has to. Because it's not behind Odin's eye like we theorized Some people theorized. Yeah, well, we talked about it. We did talk about Um, it. I still think it's with Heimdall. I do, too. Because, like, how else was he able to bring Thor to him to let him see Asgard through his eyes? Exactly. To see and actually, like... And his eyes were so bright orange in this one. Yeah. So bright orange. Like the iris was like well, look at orange. let's put it this way: when he th- pulled Thor to him, what color did Thor's eyes turn? Orange. orange. So he he has to have it mm-hmm. in one way or another. Whether Odin in, implanted it into him yeah. or whether he just has it on him somewhere because he wasn't mm-hmm. wearing his armor like he normally does. Yeah, he was dressed in something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he has to have it on him. Some way or another. Because I'm trying to think. So that's two. It could be either one to, or. One to two. Could be either. I think that Loki has the Tesseract because he looks at it. And from what we see in trailers for the Infinity War, the one trailer we have. Yeah. Loki does this that's to true. Thanos. So we know that Thanos. He snatched it. Well, how else would he have made it to the ship in that amount of time? Yeah. So we know Thanos ain't going to take the Tesseract on that ship. Because we actually see footage in the trailer that they have mm-hmm. of Loki handing it to Thanos. But it's going to be interesting because that answered my question. My whole thing was, okay, how does Thor 
end up on the ship of the Guardians. Yeah. Big battle getting ready to go down. Boom. And then that's where the distress call comes in. This is me just theorizing. I think what he's going to do is Loki, they're going to maybe use the Tesseract, get all the all mm-hmm. the Asgardians off because they're not going to kill a whole race. Yeah. Um, what they're going to do is get a, at least most of the Asgardians off. Thor's going to send them. Earth. Okay. All you have to do is use the Tesseract to put, throw them through the portal. Um, and then maybe Thor will remain on the ship. Mm-hmm. Basically say, yeah, you kind of lost out. Yeah, and they also get mad. Yeah, and then just blow the fuck out of the ship, and Thor is just flying, like mm. falling through space. And then that's where he gets plops hit on the windshield. Right, well, right when the guardians come to, because they think there'll be a distress, distress signal, signal. Yeah, where that's oh, where maybe come. they'll hit the distress signal first. Then Thor will, Thor or Loki mm. will say, "You know what? We need to save all these people. Get them well, on." Thor will say that. Probably. Well, Loki, he's like, huh, your savior? No, but here, Loki he, sort of, he likes to be, he wants to be the hero. He wants to seem the hero. Yeah. Which is why he may even come up with the idea and say, yeah. hey, I have the Tesseract, let's mm-hmm. get them all off here real Which quick, I'm your I hero. I think Thor will look at him like, you have the what? And you didn't tell me? And he'll be right. like, hey, hey. surprise! <laughs> and then Thor will only be half surprised by that because mm-hmm. like, you did, you stabbed me in the back again, you little shit. Any final things you want to mention in spoiler mode? No, I... Any things you think we did not touch in spoiler Um, No, let's see. We hit Sakaar. We Mm -hmm. hit Ragnarok. We hit... We didn't have enough Korg in the podcast. Not nearly enough Korg. Not enough Korg. That was... Great character. Great. Amazing character. I did not... And the acting chops from the director on that one. Exactly. I did not know you could have comic relief to a semi-comic movie. (laughs) Like, what the hell? And then the one time, and I will will say this one exactly in the spoiler Uh mode, he has one profound little speech going on when... um, um, Asgard Asgard is, um, is about to be blown being up. destroyed yeah. before it gets blown up. You just have to build it. If the foundations are still there, and boom, and well, the foundation's we're done. gone, and we're done. <laughs> Scratch that idea, <laughs> right? So you know that was great too. I just I didn't like I said I did not realize you can have comic relief mm. to a semi comedic movie. But Johnny, let's end our movie reviews like we always do. We're gonna give our MVP or what we call our show stealer. And this is the person who best performance hands down in this movie. They're basically, like I said, the MVP yes. of the movie. Then we're going to give our five-star ratings. We're doing Korgs. Although there was only one Korg in the movie, there should have been five of them. He was that funny. We're going to give it out of Korgs. Five Korgs is the most. One Korg is the lowest, unless you want to give it zero Korgs. But, Johnny, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, I was going to throw it on to you. Who is your MVP? Who is your MVP. I'm throwing it on to you. I'm right. throwing it on to you first. See, I'm having a ton of trouble with it because there's so many good actors and actresses uh-huh. in this. Well, there's three for there's three in my mind. Yeah. Watiti no. gets an honorable mention. Yes, he does. As and then for me, it's either between Blan- it's either between Blanchett, Hemsworth, Goldblum. That's you know, your three. Those, that's the three you got to pick from. That's that's those what I'm three. thinking. Well, those are my three that I'm picking from. Two of those three are the ones I would actually pick from mm-hmm. because Jeff Goldblum would get like a high honorable mention. No, as he well. was amazing in this. He movie. was, but it's for like, what type of a movie it was with how much comedy there was in it. Yeah, catapults him to the top of more so than just an honorable. Well, mention. my two would be the Kate Blanchett or Thor. Yeah, and the only reason I'm going with Thor mm-hmm. is because it gave him a shit ton of character. It was his development. movie, his movie, but it also gave him a shit ton of character development. Mm-hmm. 
it, it made him like, yeah, I get it. Over all these movies, we've seen him develop. This one was the most, in my mind, development. And yeah, I mean, I understand. He lost his hammer yeah. and gained his actual power. But I mean, just as a person, he's now had to Simba it and had to become king. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a choice in it. He has now kind of had a choice in it. Well, yes and no. He had a choice in it. He could have just let Loki be king. You think you, that was a great? You think that would oh, be a good idea? Oh, it's not a great idea, but he could have. And Simba could have let Scar be king. He yeah, did. He could have. I mean, there's a choice in everything. That's why I said he Lion Kinged it. But there's a choice in everything. Anyways, I don't think I don't think it's a direct Lion King line, but uh, I'll let you believe that. Anyways, I didn't say it was direct. I said it was mm-hmm. general. It's kind of a general concept. It's anyway. more of Prince of Egypt. That's what I'm getting from. Never it. watched it. Because Moses and Ramses were brothers in the movie. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, it's not enough. Uh, any, <laughs> anywho. No, I I give it to him because there was a mm-hmm. ton of character development. I liked him in story. He was actually funny, finally. I think he was, he's was. he been funny in the Avengers movies. He was funny in the Avengers movies when we had lighter tones. Yeah. And like, Dark World wasn't. That's why. Funny I, at that's all. why I wouldn't say finally funny. Finally funny in a solo movie. Yes. So okay. Is what yeah. I would say. I th- I think you I'm got what I ve- meant. Though. I'm being very specific with you, Jimmy. Yes, apparently you got to be very specific, or else people are going to think you never thought Thor was funny. No, you're right. Okay, he was finally funny in a solo film. There you go. That I mean, but had a ton of character development, mm-hmm. going from wanting to be kind of. Not have anything to do with the throne, mm-hmm. not have anything to be like not being on the throne at all. Yeah. To okay, I have to lead these people now. Mm-hmm. I have to be their king because Odin's gone. Loki's the worst choice. There is at Loki's this point the worst choice. At this point, I mean, mm-hmm. Hella would have been worse, but yeah. So, My yeah. mine yeah, is so. going to be. I'm going to go with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And the reason why I'm going with her. Is because as a villainous role, she was phenomenal. I and completely it, agree. And I get most of the people that I've watched reviews from, like I said, the one YouTube channel that I watch all their stuff, yeah. they said in their review, like one of them was like, ah, I was a typical Marvel villain. I don't care. No, I don't. She I don't was amazing. So. I, I can see that argument. Somewhat. It's a, It could be seen as a typical Marvel villain to just advance the plot and yeah. kick the can down the road. But what she brought to the table as an actress took the role and elevated it. No, I agree. She could have kept it there, and it would have been like, oh, just another Marvel villain. She excelled it, and it was, yes, it's kind of another Marvel villain, but it's unique in the sense of what she brought to it. Exactly. What she brought to the table to where you actually felt like Thor and Loki were scared. Yeah. Because of how powerful she was. Like they were in actual danger. Yeah. And that's where, that's why I would give Kate Blanchett the MVP. However, I do want to give an honorable mention to Jeff Goldblum because he was amazing in this movie, guys. Amazing. Yes, he was. In this movie. Johnny, five rating. We're giving it Korg's. What's your rating? I think I already know it. Yeah, I don't think there's any surprise to you or them. Five yeah. out of five. Why? Because it's why hilarious. It was great storyline. Hemsworth was great. Mm-hmm. Blanchett was great. Hilston was great. Um, Goldblum. Korg was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Having the comedic relief to a didn't realize I can have any more com- comedic relief to a com- to a comedy. Yeah, I didn't realize that would uh-huh. work as well as it did like that. Um, 
Yeah, and be gone, ghost. By the way, Marvel. <laughs> uh, yeah, John. I feel like Johnny. It could be a shit movie. You'd still get a five out of five if it was Marvel. Um, I mean, Logan was okay, a three out of five. At the word, like, yeah. I feel like for Marvel, Johnny will sit there and try to, you'll defend it until you're blue in the face Probably. to make it at least a three out of five. Well, well, we'll see with New Mutants if that sticks with that. Yeah, whereas me, I mean, we didn't review BVS, but if we did, I'd be like fucking one out of five. Like, I, I would not have held back yeah. in a review of a DC movie, but I got to give it a five as well. And the only reason I'm giving it a five is it was a fun ride yes. beginning to end. And it's one of those things, the thing that differentiated it from four to five is how much I laughed out loud, Mm -hmm. how much I would recommend this for people to see, and then I would also watch this again. Like, I want to watch it again. Like, Saturday- Well, you said you may even buy it. Well, yesterday, um, there was the UFC fight, so so we didn't end up going, but if Sean didn't say, hey, let's watch the UFC fights- I was going to ask Sean and Dave, hey, do you want to go see Thor Ragnarok? I hope you would have invited me. And go see a second showing of it because of how good of a movie it is. But we ended up watching the UFC fights at Dave's house. So we watched uh, Bisbing versus GSP. That was okay. the card that we watched because um, Sean really wanted to watch. I know Sean and Dave are more into the UFC. But any final thoughts you have for... Thor Ragnarok. No, I mean this is a good, such a good movie that if like I had like every separate mm-hmm. friend ask me to go see it, I would. If money's there, I would go see it. That many times, I would go see it again too. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Also, special announcement: we're kind of changing up a little bit how we do the movie reviews here at yes. MVP. Where usually every week, me and Johnny try to find a movie. However. We're going to go back to more of our roots. So, like, the Marvels, the DCs, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. The, we will review Jumanji and Rampage, the video game movies. The We're going to slow down on the movie reviews, but still have the big ones. And instead, we are going to, instead of, like, we usually record this on Sunday, right after we do the normal Rick and Johnny podcast, what we are going to beta test next week to see if it works and then if it works, becomes a normal thing. When there's not a movie review, like Justice League, like Black Panther, like Star Wars, just throwing out a few that we know we are going to have, instead of recording the movie review podcast, we're going to live stream on twitch.tv backslash most valuable podcast and just give you a little bit of a Twitch stream talking about whatever you guys want to talk about in replace of those movie reviews so we can get more of that side of it because I know that's something Johnny and I have talked about as well. But I want you guys to tell us what you think about Thor Ragnarok down below in the comments section. Go check out Patreon.com. Go and rate us on iTunes. Give us that sweet five-star rating. I want to thank you guys for watching and or listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.